0: Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals, and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Manworth Boulevard, it's
1: Paul and Ray. I see Hey, Paulie, you can ask me, what are you wearing? So, Rach, what are you wearing? Your shorts. Yes! <laughs> well,
0: it's uh, it's been a long time coming, but finally I've got her in my duds. <laughs> finally she's wearing a pair of my board shorts.
1: We are doing the podcast Japanese style. Yes, it
0: is a Japanese style. <laughs> we are on the floor because the air conditioner is in here.
1: Yeah, it's really hot today, uh, and I was wearing a dress, and then I realised that I can't sit cross-legged on the floor without some kind of H&R law, H&R, H&R block, <laughs> h and and r block, HR rules being broken, because of course we do have a lot of legal things mm, looking over mm, us here, mm. so I've decided to put on a pair of your shorts so I can sit comfortably on the floor of podcasts. Right. What
0: I like though is that the first pair of uh, pants that you grabbed were <laughs> ashes. <laughs>
1: Going, uh, how do I say this? It's
0: like, will my bum look big in this? Maybe. <laughs> <Baby. laughs> You're listening to Paul and Reich.
1: I want to kick off with this story because I read it this morning and it is just so magical that we need to share it on the podcast. It's also rare that you get an article that you can just read from top to bottom without having to make any editing and it is all deliciously entertaining. Please
0: lay it on me sis.
1: Let me start with the title. We had sex with aliens and gave birth to their babies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this is in the financial review? This,
1: This is in the financial review, unsurprisingly in the son in the UK, I'm just going to go verbatim here. These women have not only seen a UFO, they reckon they've had sex with aliens and given birth to 13 hybrid babies. <laughs> Bridget Nielsen and Aluniverse. Oh,
0: please. Aluniverse.
1: Both from the US are part of the hybrid baby community. This is... A group of women who claim they have children fathered by aliens who live with their dads on giant spaceships.
0: Wow. Okay, so the birds don't have the babies living with them. No. They just claim that dad wants to keep the kids.
1: Yeah. But they do have very accurate illustrations no. <laughs> of the children. <laughs> and we all know an illustration holds up in court. I will put this on our Facebook page so you can see. Let me continue. The women believe aliens have been harvesting their DNA to create children that combine the best of both human and alien characteristics and claim this conceptions happen either through artificial insemination or real sexual encounters. Would you like to know the details? of these sexual encounters?
0: Please, and feel free to use the word washing machine if it gets too dirty.
1: All right. Former marketing executive, what are you marketing and who is employing you? Correct. Here Herein lies my issue with the corporate world, right? So we live in a sort of creative space. It's a very different kind of environment. Mm. Often in the world of radio and TV, you work in an office where you say, if we ever went out into the real world and got a real job, we'd die because we're all swearing <laughs> in the office and doing things that aren't allowed outside. we are
0: wearing each other's pants.
1: Exactly. But when you think about the real world, I've always made the mistake of thinking, oh gosh, if you're a marketing executive, you must be really, really switched on. Now, in the last couple of years, I've done a touch of the old corporate work and popped into a few organizations. And here's the tip. These people in some of these high-level positions <laughs> are not what I anticipated. But this is the,
0: I never understand the people who are obviously great with a CV, great in an interview, but shit with the job.
1: Yeah, the other thing that it is is its tenure. These right. people have been at an organisation for so long that eventually you just have to get promoted because you can't work as a junior for seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually they end up in a management position and they've got absolutely no f- idea. But I digress. So, this marketing manager, Bridget Nielsen, who apparently has regular contact with her 10 alien hybrid babies, <laughs> describes her close encounter as get this oh, out of this world. Oh.
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but okay, yeah, I mean, I don't know how saucy this is about to get. Mm. Um, how do aliens aliens have sex? I'm imagining that they don't have the PP and the well. GG. I reckon there's, you know, just something that might be some mysterious stalk that just appears.
1: Sort of uh, avatar style, wrapping your tails together, yeah. that kind of business. Yeah. Well, all the detail that Bridget has provided, she said it was an incredible, super primal, super raw sexual experience.
0: How f- up with their childhoods, that this is what they've come up with. oh
1: What this is, is the outcome of broken. Yeah, you bro- know, this is bro- what happens when you're broken. Video game designer, Alunaverse. This is the, the name! <laughs> I know. Alunaverse. I know. Is the 23-year-old mother of three aliens spawned. C-
0: otherwise known as f-
1: She described how she was seduced by the extraterrestrial in a classroom. Quote, all of a sudden, I'm sat next to this green reptilian creature and immediately I'm so turned on. We were making love in a classroom in front of everyone and everyone turned their attention to us. Aluna says she was taken on board the ship in a dream state and described the sex she had as one of her most vivid memories. Wow, Wow. She says, it sounds crazy, yes, and people have asked if I'm off my meds. (laughs) But this is really happening. She says the aliens only procreate with women who want to be taken, which may be why there's so little evidence to back up their claim. They're not just taking our children, she says. They're creating a hybrid race to better humanity.
0: Honestly. Wow. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, the reviews are in an hour uh, spoilerific. Accents, oh. people seem to love.
1: Spoiler Town will be making a return at some point, I'm sure. Well, I don't know whether it should
0: make a return now because there's a little bit of an update to the conversation that we had last Truly. week. Truly. There's a little bit of an update. Well. So, okay, if you have not seen uh, Making a Murderer, mm-hmm. you just need to skip until you stop hearing dodgy English accents. Do
1: you remember the impromptu introduction that you came up with last night? Uh, no. <laughs> last week, I mean. It was, let's all go to school spoiler town and spoiler movie or something like that. Alright,
0: let's all go to spoiler town, spoiler
1: town, spoiler town. That'll do.
0: Alright, lovely. Now, since we spoke last week, darling, yeah, yeah. how's your voice? Um,
1: it, it's not there yet, but there it is. Okay, it we're is. in there. Yeah, all Hello, it. Right. Yeah, hello there.
0: Hello, darling. Oh, now, have you seen that the girlfriend of Stephen Avery, this is the blonde Sheila who's in it for most of it until eventually the court says you can't hang out anymore. Yeah, because she
1: was in trouble for drinking too much she got pulled over for DUI which was I think a problem because she was on probation or whatever that thing is or what's one of those legal terms
0: absolutely four
1: years of a law degree and that's what I came out with brilliant <laughs> yeah great
0: mens rea <laughs>
1: that's all I know that and caveat emptor oh seize the ball. Let, let the buyer beware that's it that's all I know <laughs> Anyway, yes. Yeah, so she's come out and had an interview with CNN or something, hasn't she? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. She's come out and she said, look, he's not a great piece of work. I think he did kill the girl. Yeah. Now, also, there's a lot of websites saying here's some of the stuff that was left out at the show, mm. including in his past, he really did over a cat.
1: Oh, yeah, he did some naughty things to a cat.
0: Just really did over a Yeah, cat. it was awful. And
1: in the movie, or in the TV series, they so, sort of say, oh, he did something naughty for a bit. But it's actually, when you hear the details, it's pretty f***ing horrible. So
0: here's the question. Yeah. Week on. You've read some of the other stuff. Is he still innocent?
1: Oh, I don't know. See, this is the great drama, right? I've also listened, and have a listen to Here's the Thing, Alec Baldwin's podcast. He interviews the two women who made the Making a Murderer and sort of delves in a little bit deeper about things. Do
0: you find it a bit weird that he whispers the whole thing? Does he? Hello. well, you know, It's Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael
1: Caine's back, yeah.
0: Okay, now I'm trying to do... How do I do an English person doing an Alec Baldwin...
1: <laughs> oh, if the segment's folded in on itself yeah. here. So, Oh, my God, it's like exception. <laughs> Somebody wake me out of the f***ing drain. The thing that I can't stand, actually, and I do like his podcast because I like hearing him have a yarn with people, but he does have a tendency to interrupt and <laughs> think that he's the most per- important person. I think you are doing an interview and you do like these people's TV show. Could you let them f- Answer a question before asking another one. So
0: I know it's amazing that you've watched ten episodes. Well, they (laughs) took ten years to make them. Yeah, they might be slightly more interesting.
1: The thing that concerned me, right, about that chat though, was that after being there for ten years. (laughs) ridiculous it's ridiculous they after being there for 10 years still weren't 100% sure of his innocence
0: well see that's the problem I think there's enough doubt for me to say not guilty yes but still but I think maybe innocent was probably a word I shouldn't have used last week
1: and actually in addition to that um there was an article uh on on a website I won't name because I'm gonna poo-poo them and I write for them and I need to keep them paying my rent oh
0: playboy.com <laughs>
1: exactly playboy.com see how
0: I covered that one for you
1: uh, who said 10 things we Learn about Alec Baldwin's interview with the makers of Make a Murderer, right? And I thought, oh, this is interesting. So I went in there, and it was things like Alec Baldwin liked the series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not—we lo- didn't learn anything like that. Like, everybody likes—everybody likes a flipping series. I think
0: Alec Baldwin does a good podcast, but does he read a porno at the end of it? Oh, Rachel?
1: that's the question.
0: And welcome back, everyone.
1: Ah, there we are. <laughs> Back in the real world again. I like that segment. I do too. It's good fun. Your English
0: accent, it's a far more lived accent. That's what I like. Yours seems a little more real. Mine's a little bit sort of, you know.
1: Hammy and over the top.
0: Oh, how could you? (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Apologies, by the way, voice is a little bit crappy today because, firstly, there's a, a, a little sick one in our life at the moment. Oh, Asha. Like, Monday, uh, uh, Sharni goes back to work for the first time. Uh, Asha gets, you know, up at uh, 4.30.
1: Oh, wow. She's and- doing breakfast radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, she's, like, a little bit sniffly, and then she turns her face. She looks at me and goes, ah chew and two green lines go, fuck oh. <laughs> straight out of her face. And I've gone, oh, shit, she can't go to daycare. Like, like, you can cough, but oh. you can, green is a oh, go-home. Oh,
1: no. Like, green
0: is go-home. Is
1: it really? Oh, because everybody's sick. And are, are kids immunising at your joint?
0: Yes. Oh, I think so.
1: Good. You mean it's one of those normal day centres? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. good.
0: Yeah. So, Ash has been a little bit crook all day. And then the past couple of days, ridiculous, super hot. So, last night I get the little message from the missus saying, um, you might not want to sleep in the bed tonight because it's really hot in here and there's not enough fan. So I was like, just because you haven't changed the sheets after another (laughs) bloke's been here. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I I set up here in the back room, the old inflatable bed. But for the first time in a long time, I've slept with like a massive industrial-sized fan just... I love this. (laughs) This is me all year round. All night. Mm -hmm. But of course, that's great when it's so hot at night and stifling and all the rest of it. And you're just lying there, just sort of spread eagle in your undies going, oh, more, more. (laughs) And then you wake up. Absolutely freezing, oh, absolutely yeah. freezing, yeah. and then you've got a throat like this. Mm. Sure, I've also been smoking for 20 years, <laughs> but I'm blaming it on the fan. Are you sleeping nude at the moment?
1: No, I never sleep nude. Oh. I don't understand the idea what, of sleeping nude. What do nude. you wear? Mostly things that just shouldn't be seen in public. Oh. I'm dipping into things that I bought really? 10 or 20 years ago.
0: So, oh, okay, so you just got a pair of stussy pants. <laughs> Yeah. You've got a hyper colour pair of undies.
1: Every night before I go over to bed, I put on my happy pants and do a bit of a. Sing hallelujah! Sing
0: it, sing it. You're listening to Paul and Rach.
1: I want to ask you a question, and that is actually two questions.
0: Well, you know, that's a segment.
1: Oh, questions for Paulie. Say, yeah, Hello? <laughs>
0: We've got a whole f-ing segment. I want to ask you a
1: question. All right, questions for Paulie. I want to know, is there something that you're very good at? And I don't mean sort of, oh, I'm good at my job. I mean, is there something, say, for example, my example is I'm very good at reverse parking.
0: Well, I back myself in that. I'm very good at mowing the lawn. Really? I'm really good at mowing the lawn.
1: Okay, that's a good skill like to today's have.
0: Today's not an, not, not an incredible example because it's uh, we're due for a cut this week, yeah. but I'm very good at taking care of my lawn. I can do the edges really easy without it looking all sort of wobbly. I uh, I know the difference of when to cut low, when to cut high, when to cut with a catcher, when to cut without a catcher, um, how to do your topsoiling, how to sort of de-clover your lawn. I'm into it.
1: This is really good. This is a great skill to have. You know the issue at 2.0's house is that he lives in a terraced house and they all have a just only a wee bit of garden out the front, and it's too little to actually use a lawnmower on, so he actually has to get out there with scissors.
0: Oh, no! Get a whipper-snipper! Just... <laughs>
1: actually, maybe that's what I'll buy Ooh, for the one-year get... anniversary coming up soon.
0: Oh, what are you going to do? Wear something special from Agent Provocative? <laughs> Good undies. Good undies, kids.
1: Finally, give him a treat. All right, you can have the ones that aren't Bonds, but just for one night. Just for
0: one night.
1: (laughs) So that's your skill. What's your skill that's something you've always wanted to do but you suck at?
0: Cook. Cooking. Cook I can't cook for shit. Really? Like I can't like you know, I can boil.
1: Yeah, yeah, You
0: know, I can boil, I can heat. But the whole sort of orchestra like sort of conducting or the chemical experiment yeah, of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible at it. It's one thing you're like, oh, I know this will seem like I'm in you know, a you know Miss America pageant. I just would love to surprise Sean with a home cooked meal that was to her standard and to her liking and she just went, Oh cool. Okay. I love
1: that. I love that. My best mate is a chef and it pains me to watch her Throw something together. <laughs> because she throws something together and genuinely it's better than the best thing I've ever cooked. Yep. And she's like, Oh, I just and the other yeah, thing but I'm give really her to
0: do a podcast and she goes uh, 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 uh. <laughs>
1: Uh, 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 um. The other thing that amazes me is people who can understand flavors without tasting them. Oh, uh, yeah. Who go, Oh, I'll put some oregano in with this lemon because they go together, but they just know that. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I don't understand how you know that. Even though I've eaten lemon and oregano and thyme and rosemary a million times, I still couldn't do the Jamie Oliver prawns love, you know, lemon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what prawns love. Yeah,
0: I know what prawns love, and that's being in the ocean. <laughs> Not being yeah. harvested by human beings, being boiled and then their heads being ripped off. I mean, imagine that. Imagine if that was your future. That imagine yeah. if there was something that ate humans yeah. that went around cemeteries and just popped the heads <laughs> off human. Just,
1: I don't need that. <laughs> the other thing I love is people that cook lobsters and are like, the nice way to kill them is by putting them in the freezer. Mm. Freezing to death, I reckon, would be one of the worst ways to go. Correct. And they're like, they just go to sleep. Am I? Like, How do you know if you? F- Asked one Correct well, Has one come out The other side And got? Oh that was A really nice nap No we've got no idea. What we're doing is putting them in the freezer, shutting them the, the door, not being able to hear their tiny screams and then telling ourselves, oh, they love it in there. It's just like a nice little cold nap. Homer
0: was right when he was crying and eating pinchy. <laughs> exactly. 100% right. And
1: now, I bring this up because the skill that I wish I had was that I've always wanted to beatbox and oh. I suck at it. Oh, I can't even come close to it. I can't even try. I, I Best I could sort of do was well, like
0: when the, the, I... Boom, exactly. Boom. This the, is what we're talking about.
1: Yes. The best I could do was... At school, I think me and a friend used to pretend to beatbox, and the way that we used to do was like, that was my version of beatboxing. But I
0: wonder if. I- <laughs> Isn't that a setting on a Casio keyboard?
1: Exactly. Isn't like, you know, that It sounds rumba. really bad. <laughs> This. I was watching a video the other day of this girl. Honest to God, I've cried when I've watched this because this is exactly the kind of skill that I want to have. I'll put this up on my Facebook page. But just imagine this oh, is... Not ours? Not f- ours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, okay. Yeah, somebody just learned about a solo career. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on our Facebook page. I love that on our Facebook page. So basically, I'm only going to play you the girls section, but this is a dad and his daughter beatbox challenge in a beatbox challenge. So have a listen to this and realise that every single thing that this person is doing is coming from their mouth. Okay. Oh my god! Wow.
0: <laughs> wow,
1: I love the dead smiling. He's loving it. He's so proud of this little girl. come not smash
0: Wow Well done
1: How good is that Again I refer you to <laughs> It's indistinguishable right
0: <laughs> Keep the guys up On the Paul and Rage Facebook page
1: Do you have any particular pet peeves I know, I've just sprung this on you now. Well, I just don't want to get racial. <laughs> That's my gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yes. What, what would you... Could you recall them? I always had yes, difficulty... Yes, I think driving
0: with no shirt on shits me. I think oh. the getting around with no shirt on in public when you are not wearing a pair of board shorts and you have just left the surf. It's a little douchey. Yeah, right. A little douchey. You know
1: what my pet peeve is? People who don't wash the underside of dishes...
0: Oh, yes. This
1: annoys me. We're not a dishwashing household. We never use a dishwasher. You're the Um, only one doing any work in that household. (laughs) That's true. We're always a wash-as-we-go kind of crew because I just don't understand the idea of accumulating crap in a filthy dishwasher and then eventually once a week washing things that you kind of need all the time. We just wash as we go. However, the number of times that I see plates on the dish rack with filth underneath them. I'm like this is a two-sided
0: job. The thing I never understand is is that look you know, before my wife changed my life for the better. Yes. Forever. Mm. I probably wasn't somebody who did this, but if you don't rinse your plates after you eat, <laughs>
1: what's wrong with
0: you? You're a pig. Like, just have a little bit of respect. If you're the person who doesn't do the dishes, so just if I can say this to traditionally the blokes, mm. please, just wash both. It's not that hard. You turn on hot water, yeah. and generally it'll get rid of most stuff.
1: You know what's changed the entire dishwashing situation and has given nobody any excuse for not getting to it is the dishwashing wand.
0: Yes. The Sorry, the lady who uh, refinanced our home loan two years ago is calling.
1: <laughs> no! I'm not taking that call! <laughs> Hang that up. Bye-bye now. Uh, the thing that has changed everything is the combination of dishwashing liquid... And the scrubbing apparatus in one. So that no longer do you need to put on the rubber gloves, fill the sink, find where the plug is. Because whoever could find the plug when it was time to do the dishes, even though you did them every night. Now, you just turn that hot tap on. We will not accept any complaints from the environmentalists and let it run while you just whisk that wand around. And it's done. Why is anybody leaving their dishes in the sink and going, oh, I can't be bothered? It takes you a second. It's,
0: it's, it's funny. When we were talking before about, you know, the things that you're strangely good at, I'm strangely good at washing. Like, I, I like hand washing of dishes.
1: I am. I've got to say I'm good at cleaning. I just, I'm really, I'm one of those people that if I clean, you won't have to come in and clean up after me, you know? Yep. You know, I've got people Never in my life. A kid. <laughs>
0: Never have a kid. I mean, you are literally sitting in. Filth. Yeah. Whoa! (laughs) Sean does hear this podcast. (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Rach, I know you love an internet fad, and I know that, you know, if a hashtag is a run, you're going to get involved in it. Right on board. Now, as you know, there's been a thing called the Hold a Coke with your boob challenge, and now apparently the thing to do on the internet is hold a pen with your boob
1: oh yeah i 've never worked out because this has been one of those things that girls do, but i 've never been able to work out what they 're trying to prove. But, I think if you can hold a boob the the idea is that your boobs are saggy, but if you can 't hold a boob, then they 're pert right, but it
0: seems because we are um, you know, reclaiming our bodies right not to be you know the 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 evil male standard of pertness <laughs> right. you know all of that shit. <laughs> Yeah. That, that, that now this is women proudly saying, "You know what? I got a bit of sag and I love
1: it." This is kind of the no makeup challenge for breasts. Yeah. I'm always amazed at the fact that there's always a new fad on the internet. There's also one that actually got a bloke in trouble. I was hearing on the news on the way over here, which was that he tried he uploaded a video on YouTube, hoping that it would become a bit of a phenom uh, ice bucket challenge style. <laughs> except his shooting off point was that he bit the head off a rat.
0: Oh wow!
1: And put it up on YouTube, going, "Okay, guys, passing it on to the next." What
0: he's like, I challenge
1: <laughs> Kanye West
0: and Taylor Swift. You're listening to Paul and Rach.
1: You know, I've been doing a bit of teaching of late, um, Mm. and there's something interesting that I've noticed over the last couple of years, and that is that I'm always amazed that adults or kids or just people being taught in general have the idea that the teacher can't see them. I say this because as you're up there sort of telling things to a room full of people and, you know, you're looking around. Because
0: you pe- do a life drawing class.
1: Naturally, yeah. And I'm always like, if I've got my saggy boobs out and I've got a pen under them up the front here, then I want you to be paying attention. So, yeah, naturally, I've got my flapjacks out. I'm looking for a bit of attention. But I've been in certain classes where I've had everything from a student picking their nose. (laughs) And as I'm looking around the room, sort of talking to the whole room, they've taken that very, very risky and brief window of me looking to my right to sort of go, I'll sneak (sighs) one in here. And I've turned around and locked onto them right at that moment. A and withdrawal? So you- no, no, no. They've been up there and have had that moment of... <gasps> and I'm thinking to myself, what do you... You know, I'm not Zoolander. It's not like I can't look left, you know? It's like you were going to get caught eventually. Yeah. I've also had people watching YouTube videos and they've forgotten to turn the sound off. So the YouTube video just start. The sound just starts in the <laughs> middle of class. <laughs> You think, for God's sake. And,
0: and, and I'm imagining too that uh, the young people these days, they sit there with one earphone in. Yeah. Thinking that you can't notice. Yeah.
1: I'm willing to back myself in here. You know I don't toot my trumpet very often, but I am willing to back myself in that if you sit in one of my classes, you will not be bored. But to sit there and be like, you're going to shove your finger up your nose now? Like, wow. this is the time? But,
0: yeah, uh, come on, you know, because these moments can be empowering,
1: right they, they can be empowering. As I
0: read somewhere... Is that to uh, do you fire up? Do you sort of subtly say, Well, uh, I know that Johnny's deep in thought.
1: I give them a look that indicates you've been sprung. I'm doing you a favour by not saying anything, mm. and you better not do it again. Oh, she's sort
0: of giving it to me now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't do anything. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Now, Rach, I know that we're going to get to uh, Picture Magazine a little later mm. when uh, you've got Rachel's story time always a highlight of the podcast best possible way to end but look they've decided to add a few features to picture oh. magazine and in this week's edition i my favorite of all of them is the spot the difference oh, section wow. okay it's the same woman with dark hair but they're not particularly subtle about what they've changed
1: okay so basically they've <laughs> they've put the most ridiculous bright blue lipstick on one of them. I mean, there is absolutely zero skill in this game. They've also put a giant rose tattoo Mm. right down near her nether regions. And the one that I particularly enjoy is that they have given her like elephantitis of the nip.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's the picture magazine touch. That's what I love, (laughs) is that they could have done anything, you know, there. They could have done something there. They could have added a bit. But they've gone, you know what? Let's just improve the areola.
1: They're also aware of their audience, yes. you know. no, You're not having your sort of Nobel laureates coming to your spot the difference section. They don't need to make it terribly difficult. I've played some spot the difference things which could take you all day looking mm. to spot the difference. The idea is always to make them very difficult. But essentially, in this one, they may as well have just put a person in one picture and no person in the other.
0: Well, as you say, Rach, they know their audience. I mean, how many copies of Picture Magazine do you find in the physics department? <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrache.com.au.
1: I've decided that we must introduce a rule. And that is if you are going to the toilet, what? Mm. (laughs) You've you've taken a sip of drink of it? No, no, just I've taken a sip
0: of drink (laughs) thinking, okay, I'm going to get like a solid 30 seconds here to get that out of the way. No.
1: You are the kid in my class who's just tried to pick his nose. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) So I've decided that going to the toilet together, while a long tradition amongst females is just not to be done anymore. Oh. There's a nervousness I'm noticing. Now, Now, I've, maybe it's not so much amongst friends that you know quite well, but I'm working in an office at the moment, and there's been a couple of occasions where I've walked into a bathroom at the same time with somebody. You sort of have a bit of polite chat, and then you move into each other's into the cubicles, and then there's that moment where you kind of continue and wrap up the chat. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a standoff, as though you've both sat down at the end of the conversation and realized that you've just stopped talking and you're both about to empty your bladders. Yeah. It's the oddest thing. And the other day I was in the bathroom with somebody We'd had exactly that situation. I naturally relaxed a little bit quicker than she did, but I'd done the full job, gone out, washed my hands, and she still had stage fright. She was waiting for me to actually leave the bathroom. Whereas when you go into a bathroom and there's somebody already in there, you don't have that awkwardness. And I will often wait until that person has washed their hands and left the bathroom to finish my job. I I feel like there should be a ships in the night situation in the bathroom. Well,
0: I don't understand why. You know, welcome to one of the great dilemmas of being a dude. One of the great advantages that, you know, God gave us was the urinal. Because there's not the whole complication of, you know, clock on, clock off, lock the door. I mean, you know, the the cues that you should have to go through. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, but at the
1: same time, you have to urinate next to somebody you don't know.
0: Uh, And, of course, everyone's looking.
1: I don't understand why the man who wants to go into the cubicle... For some privacy to wee nah. is seen as less of a person. Yeah,
0: well, got to, I'm, I'm that guy now. I've hit that point where I'm done with the competition. I'm bored. I will wait. I know it's awkward at a sporting event when there's thousands of blokes all wanting to stand and do a quick wee, and I'm just like, no, I'm going to stand here and wait.
1: But I'm going to say that going into the cubicle should not be a measure of your inadequacy. Yes. It should be a measure of you being a normal Person who doesn't want to get a, their dick out next to a stranger. I've
0: always thought you're a very sensible person. <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Mm-hmm. Quick bit of medical news, Rage. Da, 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 da. Medical,
1: medical news. news. Bing.
0: What was that? That's the machine that goes bing. No, it goes beep, oh. beep, beep, beep. I'm so sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Well, scientists, according to SBS, yeah. are apparently testing whether freeze-dried fecal pills God. could be good for treating obesity. I can tell you what the answer to that question is. <laughs> yes, because if I knew that I had just swallowed a fecal pill, I would spew everything I've eaten for the past four weeks. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page.
1: Before we get to story time, it's time for the old five-star shout-out. Hey,
0: say hi to us and we say hi to you.
1: Big shout-out to Ryan Keft, who titled his Absolute Chemistry. Oh. Ooh-wee. Thank you. He said, I'm so glad I discovered this podcast with now two of my favourite journalists. Oh, Keep it you. up. How thank about you. that? We're journalists. Well, we do
0: say breaking news.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, a Big shout-out to Ozzy Scott, who's titled this, Who Knew These Two Would Be Entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> that would it. be
0: a great line on a movie poster
1: That's it. <laughs> his message is, You didn't guess what? They are a great, fun podcasts from two talented people that really get radio and talk about interesting stuff. Long time, first time. Keep it up, you two mad rooters. God oh, love, ya. I love you. God love you, Ozzy Scott. And finally, from Ant Man 1805, who's titled his Northern Flapjacks Akimbo. <laughs> He's clearly really taken a shine to last week's Spoiler Town segment because he said, and I'm going to have to try and read this because he's written it phonetically. Excellent. Oi. If you think that's a quality Cockney Geezer accent, you a diamond. Best show ever. Keep it up, Rooters. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> get on your pal Thanks so much. By the way, the way that you can get a shout-out from us is simply give us a five-star review in iTunes, uh, share the podcast around, get as many people liking it and loving it as possible because we're having fun doing it. Yeah. It could be bigger. <laughs>
1: Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page.
0: Sadly, that is the end of yet another edition of Paul and Rach's The Japanese Style.
1: Japanesey yep, so on the did floor Did we do anything that was Short. Japanesey? No, we didn't. I feel like we should have had sushi or something. Or, or
0: designed a car. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Done something.
1: Or being really polite.
0: They are very
1: polite. Very polite. But
0: then close the doors and very freaky.
1: I really feel like that's the truth. Oh, I don't, absolutely. I don't want to make any sweeping generalisations because i Oh, no, not... no,
0: no, no. I've seen Gwen Stefani when uh, she did those documentaries with the dancing girls.
1: Oh, truly.
0: And they're cray-cray.
1: Oh, really? Mm. Oh, I was unaware of this. Well, you heard it here not first. Or,
0: <laughs> or porn MD. I don't remember uh, which okay. one, but the word Japanese was involved.
1: You know what we've got, thanks to you, P. Murray, a... Fresh porno. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And wasn't it
0: awesome going to my local service station? Because normally i do this as an away game. Yeah. I did it at my local service station. And i go into every second day. Mm -hmm. Two female uh, attendants uh, just uh, ticking away. And you know how unimpressed they were that I purchased the porno was because they folded it when they gave it back to me. Wow,
1: they knew that nobody would want to see it. See, I feel this is a sacrifice that you need to make for this podcast, P. Murray. This is your role.
0: I'll do it. I'll do it for you. (laughs) I do it for you. But now this person So inevitably when I go back in there with my daughter Mm. Who's slowly going to grow before their eyes for the next 10 years They're going to go That man
1: You just need to walk in there with the podcast on speakerphone And this (laughs) section So they understand And just casually listening to it Hey guys, give
0: us a five star shout out (laughs) Don't give me a scowl Give me a five star (laughs) shout out
1: So today's story is called Better the Devil You Know What is our safe word today, Pimas? What have Mm. we spoken about?
0: Well, I think it's only fair that when we've done nothing for the Japanese community <laughs> in this Japanese style of sitting on the floor, I think sushi or sushi roll. What
1: about, can we make it a bit more specific and narrow it down to my favourite of all of the sushi offerings, which is the anari? Yes. The what? rice wrapped in bean curd? All
0: right, anari. That is today's. Safe word, and I look forward to Anari being said a few times.
1: You're welcome, Japanese community. All right, here we go. Better the devil you know. i would had the hots for this chick, an absolute stunner with perfect Anari's perfect ass, the face of an angel, and long black hair. I was a bronze Aussie surfy, and she was a goth into witchcraft and all that crap. How
0: sensitive. I know. Very sensitive. I hope
1: you said that when you were trying to woo her. Not that it worried me, because it's all bullshit. I hope you said that, too. But it made Cracking onto her difficult because it wasn't like she was going to show up at the surf club or the beer garden. As it turned out, she fancied me too, naturally because you sound like a winner. So when we met up at a mutual friend's place, I went all out to tune her up. Oh. So long story short, we end up back at her place and that's where things started to get a bit strange. We go into her bedroom and instead of her bed she has a mattress on the floor and around the mattress there was a pentagram drawn on the floor and at each of the five points there was a skull with a candle on top, Mm. not real ones, just fake but still. This is Uh such bullshit. This has never happened This has never happened They're really scraping the bottom of the barrel They're just
0: remembering it. stuff from movies yeah.
1: yeah, I get it Like we do a weekly podcast It's hard sometimes to come mm. up with content on top of everything else Some weeks else. are weeks yeah, yeah, some weeks you have a good week Some weeks you have bad weeks I understand when you're doing the same thing You've got to do rooting stories There's only so many bloody permutations But seriously mm. Going down to the level of detail That there were skulls with candles on tops, so There weren't real ones They were fake But still yeah. I mean just tone it back a couple of steps Anyway, she lights all the candles and we get down to it with her straddling me. I've, I, I'm unsure of what, how far I go with the safe words no, these straddle's days. Okay, straddle's, okay? straddle's okay. okay? I've got my, ooh, that one's going to need one, Inari in her, and I'm pumping away, <laughs> sure. but it's like she's in another world. And then she starts muttering in some weird language and staring at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, excuse me, I'm down here, but she doesn't seem to even notice me. Just then, Morticia... I mean, come on now. Starts yelling crazy shit about the Lord of Darkness and I see the eyes, lots of red, beady little eyes staring out at me from the darkness. They haven't even tried to make this sound real. I freak out and jump up, sending her flying, and when I hit the switch, I see these cages of rats all along the walls of the room, and I and hate rats, so I grab my clothes and bolt. Never again. I stuck to surfy chicks after that. Pl in Cronulla, New South Wales. What? That is hands down the the worst worst one we've ever ever. read.
0: Oh, by the way, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast because next week I'm giving away a pair of my board shorts.
1: Oh, the ones I'm wearing? No, no, no. (laughs) You're listening to Paul
0: and Rach.